for Superman and Lois TV Talk. This is our episode for the Superman and Lois episode, Heritage. My name's Frank. I'm here with Derek and Robin. How you doing, fellas? Hello, gentlemen. Heyo. How's it going, everybody? Week two. Dose. Anybody else just as excited as I am to be back doing this again? Blink twice oh. if you're being held hostage. I'm, I am here. Nope. I am here with with full throated enthusiasm and murder shorts. Does this rewritten headline <laughs> mean anything <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm holding up? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't whatsoever. As long as it has <laughs> today's date on you've it. You've done since this podcast started, <laughs> guys. We're, we're it's it's here. Like it's happened. We we've been waiting for this show to start for so long. It seemed like now, and now finally, we're, we're now we're like talking about the second episode. How wild is that? Yeah, we're in that weird phase where it's like, oh, man, I've been looking forward to this pilot for so long. And then it's like, yeah, but after the pilot, there's more. And you're like, oh, yeah. wow, we're there now. Yeah. Oh, it's a good pilot. Uh, it's a, oh, we got a whole we got we got a whole series. OK, go keep going then. Keep going. Right, keep I'm, talking about I'm it. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down like if you guys are. Yeah. All do right. Put, do, we're here. We might as well. Do I my hand out and lose my watch or do I keep my watch on? I'm here to keep my watch on. Keep your watch on. Keep your pants on, mm-hmm. too, while you're at it. Oh, can't promise that. OK. So, <laughs> can't promise that, can you? Well. Uh, coming off the heels of last week's pilot, uh, which gave the CW its, uh, what was the, what was the headline I saw? The highest ratings in a while? The highest in that time slot in two years? Two years? Good for you, Superman. See? Making the impossible possible for all generations. I think they said this was the best show on CW. Somebody said that. I think we said that. Yeah. I'll, and I'll, I'll and I'll echo I'll echo NTW, what we said. Says Robin. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's good to see that it was yeah, a huge amount of press swirling around uh, the pilot. Obviously, uh, saw a lot of love, saw negativity, um, but I, you know, I and I think there's a place in this episode and probably moving forward to talk about fan toxicity and well, that's not my Superman. That's you know my Superman's. X or you know X Y Z or whatever, and as as my good friend Jason Bolton put it, our good friend Jason Bolton put it to me last night. The um, while while other uh, instances uh, maybe gospel to us, uh, there were there were more than one gospel <laughs> in the Bible. So <laughs> there you go, <laughs> which was the, one of the funniest things I've ever heard, and I really appreciate it. We 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 are Camp Smallville, so so you know yeah. that's that's that was our bread and butter. And for me, you know, I I was on that journey with Clark in high school and college and adulthood. I was on that same ten year kind of path he was. So uh, that that show is important to me, and I I like that this show uh, is pulling from a lot of different areas and things that we love of the Superman legend and mythos, whether it be Reeve or um, Smallville itself and Tom Welling, or even, you know, a little bit of uh, of the Snyder verse, the DCEU uh, in a little bit as well. So it's all encompassing. They've, and they've, uh, they've paid homage to some things. This one was a little bit more about getting was, was less about, Easter eggs and oohs and ahs and Fleischer suits and things like that and getting the ground going on what um, what our story is going to be because we there's some huge changes. If if last week's changes weren't big enough for you, you know, twins and Clark losing his job and moving to Smallville and, and the death of Martha Kent and, and things like that, definitely uh, this episode shakes things up even more, I'd say. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now we're we're really getting into the the heart of the story, right? Like they they wowed us with some with some uh, with some pilot stuff, but now we're sort of like, all right, what can this show really do, right? And 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 we're starting to see it, and uh, you're starting to get a feel for the character of of this show. And, and I you like know, it. Usually, second episodes of this type of genre of television show are always lackluster. They they never can really match the pilot in in tone or, or anything like that. Uh, and, and and it's very noticeable when you come off that pilot high into a second episode and you just and you see how much of a shift in the kind of paradigm there is. Uh, I would I would call this consistent. Uh, yeah. There was a great deal of consistency between the first and second episode. You know that 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 first episode running that hour and three minute length. I mean, it kind of you could you could play you could fade right into Lois's monologue at the top of one hundred two uh, easily mm-hmm. um, with where we left off, uh, except for the 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 cliffhanger with Captain Luther, Captain Luthor there at the end of uh, of the pilot. <laughs> So let's talk about heritage. Um, Next time, hand me my super suit when I'm out of the bath. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about what just aired uh, earlier this evening because there's a lot to dissect. Um, there's Morgan Edge. There's Lois's journey that involves with that. There's the fortress. There's there's Jordan uh, his journey. There's Clark and and Captain Luther and and Sam Lane. Uh, there's Jonathan. There's a whole lot going on. So, what were kind of your takeaways from from tonight's episode? I continue to be um, I continue to be sort of struck by the way that they're they're rolling out Jordan's powers and his relationship with his with his dad. I I really obviously like uh, obviously you you're, we're very used to seeing how Clark like learns his powers and how, uh, how that manifests and how he has to, has to deal with that. And, and even within the, with the, within the scope of this show, like in the pilot, I feel like we saw Clark, uh, there were hints that maybe Clark was giving a little bit more favoritism to, to John than to, than to Jordan, right? Like, mm-hmm. like being, being proud of him for being athletic and, and, and Jordan feeling a little bit left out by that. And here we saw that sort of flip where now, now John almost feels uh, left out because like things aren't really going his way at school and with with uh, with with football and everything he's just not having the things aren't going his way and he's and meanwhile Jordan's getting all this attention from their dad. Um, it, it's they continue to do a really fascinating job with flipping these dynamics and and putting a twist on them. You know, it's not it's not even it's not even a clean one eighty. It's like a one eighty with a twist and it it. Mm-hmm. it I, I really have been enjoying seeing what they're going to sort of cook up next. And, and some of it is, is really different than anything we've ever seen in a Superman show before or in a Superman story before. When I first heard that this was going to be a family drama set in Smallville, I, I was worried. And I'm sure a lot of people uh, who were looking forward to the show were worried about it, but there's so much tropey stuff that is set up and you're worried about in this in this episode, but then it just complete. They're like they they finish it off with like, well, we're family, we're together, and we're here for each other. Rather than let's not just be unreasonably mad at each other because you you know you don't do that if you're you know brother or sister, uh, mother or father. You 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 pull yourselves together if you know if you're a loving family like the Kents. And that's not doesn't mean they're not without their their 
tiffs. I mean, one of my favorite moments in the episode, obviously, Jonathan watching his dad and his twin brother fly away is was difficult for him. Yeah, um, that, that that's not fun. That that that's it's not necessarily favoritism, obviously, but it's it's definitely you know that's that's hard to that's hard to a hard thing to watch. Um, I but when they I come think... but when they come back from the fortress and Jordan's so excited, he runs to Jonathan and they hug each other and and you know it's a big moment for him. So it's good to see Jordan get a win there. I really think that Clark should have brought them both. I mean, it's the first trip to the fortress. It yeah. probably would, you know, think about it for a second, Clark. <laughs> he, even if even if Jonathan's just kind of standing on the sidelines, he probably would be still like, this is cool. Absolutely. You know? no, I mean, why can't he go meet his grandfather? Yeah, exactly. It's his it's his heritage just as much as, as it is his brother's. So Holla, Holla, he get to go meet their grandfather. Hologramps. 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 What? A, oh, how great was that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't be referring to him as Dorel anymore. I'll only be referring to him as as Holograms. <laughs> and um, that's how he would want it too. So new Jorel, new fortress. Uh, different things that we've seen before uh, in this universe, but uh, that we're not that we're not beholden to. I hate to keep using the term beholden because it almost has a negative connotation. I don't, and I don't mean for it to, but definitely things that were um, put on the board as players beforehand that have uh, shifted slightly. And we've seen that obviously with Sam Lane being recast and now Morgan edge and, and other mm-hmm. things. But uh, I, you know, getting to getting to watch Jordan see the fortress through his eyes. I mean, that that's, that's impressive. I kind of feel like this fortress is a little bit more uh, of a f- fortress of solitude versus what we were used to in Smallville, where it was a revolving door of <laughs> everybody's got a key or a or, or a key fob to get in. It was it was it was the Kawachi Caves North Annex. Yeah, was there a door though? Like, couldn't anybody just walk in there? I mean, if they were trekking the, through the North Pole, <laughs> you know, it was just the the thing. So there's just there's just openings all over the place to yeah to get and then there's kind of less of that here uh i i took it away like oh look at this ice cave you know yeah okay when when are they getting into the fortress and i'm like oh we're in the fortress we're in the yeah all of a sudden you're in the (laughs) fortress and here's kryptonopolis and here's jor-el and we get to hear all kinds of things that i know for the three of us get us very excited because that's kind of our bread and butter Robin, I, I and I'm going back to that, but I have to agree with you on that wholeheartedly. That I do. I hope Jonathan gets to go there sooner rather than later because that's. Uh, I mean, if that's kind of take your kid to work day, that's a that's a rough thing to do to to the other <laughs> kid to not make him a part of it, you know. And Lois, poor Lois is like, well, we got radio. They don't have radio. Um, <laughs> why'd Clark have to dr- dress so warm? That was that surprised me a little bit. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I, I Clark Clark likes wearing that snow hat. You know, he does. I think that's Good for his, him. That's his. That's his look now. Good for him. <laughs> um, it's his red jacket. Look for him. <laughs> Obviously, Jordan's story evolving. Whether or not he, you know, tests in the fortress are inconclusive. They're not really showing anything that he's special at all. Though we did see him have that ocular um, discharge uh, last <laughs> week. Ocular release of energy. Yeah. Uh, I like heat vision uh, better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. You thought uh, you thought getting uh, powers during puberty was weird on Smallville. Just you wait. Um, 
I like when that first was mentioned, Jonathan lets out a chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, while we do follow Jordan there, I felt like the more of this episode was Jonathan-centric, though, because Jonathan's kind of dealing with the fallout of the pilot was, I felt like, while they they did a good job with both of them, it, we were more focused on Jordan a little bit because the writing was mm-hmm. kind of on the wall, what was coming there. Um, you would expect that from Jonathan. You know that opening narrative in the first episode in the pilot is, is um, you know, Jonathan was easy and, you know, athletic, and we see him throw that football as a young kid and burst that rope with the tire swing and everything. So you kind of, you, you, you've, they set you up thinking that's the way it's going to go, but then no, it's the it's the outcast. It's the it's the the one with the the anxiety disorder and the and the problems with communication and and talking to his parents that that is going to start developing powers. And I'm but, sorry if if anybody thought that that's not that that that's the end of it for Jordan, I, you're incorrect. There, there's more to come. Right. right. You know. Uh, <laughs> I was actually reminded of that whole football knocking the tire down uh, when we saw Jonathan do it, you know, toss, I think it was tossing football through the tire in this episode. And I'm thinking maybe that was a clue though. Maybe, maybe they, you know, it's not, you know, Jonathan hasn't gotten tested yet. So there may be something latent in there that, yeah. that is waiting to come out. Yeah. It would be interesting too if because they're half Kryptonian and half human, if their powers developed differently too. If if Jonathan only got some things and Jordan only got some things, and neither one of them having flight, I, I would imagine. But you know, Jonathan <gasps> Jonathan gets cool breath and Jordan gets heat vision. Or I would or like that a lot. Jordan gets X ray and Jonathan gets super hearing. That 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 you you kind of get the two dispatched between both characters. Uh, I have a theory I'm going to drop now, and for once, it's not a comedic one. Um, <laughs> oh. Jordan uh, had his ocular release, uh, and it seemed to be triggered by uh, anger, mm-hmm. but it happened with his brother around. Then he went to get tested many, 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 many miles away from his brother. What if their powers only really work when they're around each other? That two half Kryptonians make one full Kryptonian. You know what I'm saying? Like a, like a demigod kind of situation where, where so the two of them are separated. They lose their you, strength. It almost makes you wonder how the twins activate. Hmm. Yes. I'm not even touching that one. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Good job all around. Did you, you two plan that before I got here? That was the I don't show them the script, but I wrote. Okay, no, all right, okay. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, it's on the cue cards. Who put a question on the teleprompter? I'm Ron Burgundy. Um, <laughs> we meet uh, some new characters this week. We meet Morgan Edge, who we discussed uh, last week, and who we've had interactions with in the Arrowverse before. But this is a different Morgan Edge, as it were. Uh, yeah, or at yes. least played by a different actor, but also I think played up differently than what was shown on Supergirl as well. Yeah, very much so. Frank can talk more to that, uh, I believe. And he was this... played up very differently, Derek. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for one thing, he wasn't Nathan Petrelli. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very different. Uh, much more of a suave, uh, 
uh, hey man, I just want to bring, I'm just here to, I'm just here to, to help the people. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to help the people. And that's, that's what I'm here mm-hmm. to do. And, you know, I believe in this town. He's much more of the, I mean, frankly, a demagogue, um, than, than we're, than, than is, uh, normally how Morgan is, is portrayed and, and certainly not really how he was portrayed in, in, in Supergirl. Um, uh, very, very smooth and, uh, a smooth operator. And a uh, an adept businessman who uh, sees an opportunity in uh, folks who are towns who are, who are hard in their luck and uh, and is trying to cash in there. I, was, I thought you were about to say he just wants to bring fire to the people, but <laughs> you know I was going to, and I swerved. But, oh, yeah. uh, but we might as well. <laughs> Last minute, he's not Lex. He's not, yeah, he didn't know. <laughs> that was actually why I was like, well, we're talking. That's, that's Lex. That's, that's fine. He knows how to uh, how to manipulate the public interest too. I mean, he literally is just like you know. As soon as Lois raises some concerns at this meeting, he's just kind of, he just kind of silent, almost silently like hints that you know, I don't need to bring, I don't need to help out Smallville. You know, I'm doing this out of goodness, but you know, yeah. if there's going to be a problem, oh, I guess you know, I could take my my yeah. my graciousness elsewhere. Which be an awful know, shame if we went down the road to the next town. Yeah. Which immediately like turns like the entire town against Lois. <laughs> Great. She's so. been here two days. Yeah. We also meet uh, Chloe. I mean, uh, Chrissy Beppo, uh, <laughs> reporter for the Smallville uh, Gazette. I no. called her Sharp Bob in my notes. What? Sharp Bob? Sharp Bob. She had a sharp Bob. Ah. She like was wearing hair. a sharp Bob. Well, we see her uh, earlier on when Lois is doing some research on Edge in the diner uh, when Kyle and uh, Lana come in, but uh, she's trying not to make eye contact. I mean, Lois is definitely her idol. Um, and then we meet her at the Smallville City Council meeting where she gets to introduce herself to Lois, and she tells Lois, you know, my editor is a huge fan of yours anytime you want to go. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm the editor uh, and the janitor and, the, you know, all the things. We find out at the end once Lois <gasps> resigns from the Daily Planet. How did you feel about that? Uh, I, you know, it hurts, but I'd hate to have Lois just be like Morgan Edge's puppet, you know, and she's not going to deal with that either. So she got to about strike two, right? She was just like, all right, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. You don't change. You don't change my writing. Nope. Nope. That's I am I am Lois effing Lane. That's all right. That is <laughs> how good was those two words on that letterhead just oh, unfolded man. for him. It was such and you knew what was in there. <laughs> you knew it was in there, yeah. but but they faked this out so beautifully. Yeah. Where it's like the best thing I've ever written, which like first of all, that mm, yeah, that, the best thing I've written in whatever in two years. Since you got here. Uh, since you got since here. you got here. Yeah. And or since you took over. And then and then that narration that really makes you think like this is this is what this is what well it's says. so I mean how good was bookending that narration with in the beginning talking about going to it you know move, giving up a place that you love moving yes. on and then and the, talking about Metropolis and then all of a sudden it's the Daily Planet there in the end yeah I don't feel like they're making good enough use of Clark's super speed I don't know why when the boys asked where Mom was why he didn't just say I had to, I gave her a lift to the city early this morning or something like that. Yeah, we we don't quite 
No, but now we don't have to worry about Lois getting back and forth to Metropolis. Well, you know, I th- I wrote that down in my notes. So I'm watching. And I'm like, okay, because here's the question, and here's here's something we can we can bicker about, or you know, f- have <laughs> have fun discussing whether or not a whether or not Metropolis is even in the same state as as Smallville. Uh, you know, I was kind of thinking after last week that it wasn't. We had those drops uh, in in dialogue of. Going and visiting grandma, and you know that that's that's a that's a trip. That's not like an afternoon thing when going to visit yeah. grandma. That's that's like a that's they made it sound like it was a much bigger deal. The whole you know well Smallville where you can spend a whole year in one afternoon kind of thing. Um, and then there was the um, what well, when they were there when they were younger when they met Sarah for the first time when they were kids they spent an entire summer there. That's not something you really do if you're three hours down the road right in my opinion that you don't go spend a whole summer if you're three hours down the road from home probably not three probably hours? not so yeah. no i i would say it's in, it's in like in a neighboring state that that's sort of the, yeah. the vibe that i get because they at the beginning i had a chance to rewatch the pilot since the last time we all talked and i i noticed a reference uh that time to clark coming back from Oh, was it Wichita? Wichita. Wichita. I can't remember, but it, was it Wichita? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so you know, that's Kansas. I feel like they are in a neighboring state. They're in a nearby state, and, I, and there is sort of an unspoken tradition that Metropolis is is sort of the like the the the, the same way that Gotham is a mirror to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's like across the river or whatever, but it's in the same the same area. Uh, there's an unspoken tradition that Metropolis is sort of the the other big Midwest city near Chicago, right? Well, they, and so right. was was Snyderverse the first time we really put a put a pin on those as them being like bay bay cities like across from each other. I mean, it felt like that was kind of the first time you ever really had some kind of geographic representation for where. I mean, I know you know, there's no it, there's it, no it, actual map to show it. It, it. There's left up interpretation in different ways. Uh, throughout it depends how deep you want to go honestly right. i'm not going to go too far into this but like there's like encyclopedias or whatever yeah. that say like metropolis new york and stuff like that you know what i mean well so, like, it's like the like, big big apricot in the refilms and there's the twin yeah, towers yeah, and the exactly. statue of liberty that kind of thing i yeah. almost wondered and i know this is more for jordan not jordan kent but jordan the actor playing jonathan almost every scene he's, he's in he's wearing michigan shirts so yes, I, I was yes, like i, I was like that. is metropolis in michigan uh, you know that whole yeah. thing. I, feel like they, I kind of feel like that's just for the M, honestly. Probably, probably. Yeah, I kept but, thinking, oh, is that a Metropolis shirt? No, it's not. It's Michigan. It's Michigan. And same. I, I, I had the same thought, Robin. I yeah. figured. Yeah. I figured that was more just for the actor getting, you know, input on his wardrobe. Uh, same as Bitsy has for Lois. But I didn't really question even Lois going there at the end, getting up early and, and going into the office there at the uh, at the end of this week's episode i didn't question it but then i forgot as i was going back through my notes that here comes sam lane pulling up in an suv at the farm uh er, early on in the episode (laughs) where's the where's the dod where are you operating out of you're everywhere you're metropolis you're 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 all over the you're wichita you're smallville he's a ghost he moves all over the place yeah so i forgot about him pulling up in the suv uh, as Lois goes to the city council meeting with the boys and and leaves the two of the two of them to discuss not only Captain Luther but also 
uh, Sam has now discovered that that Clark and Lois have told the twins uh, who he really is, and he is not a fan. He's a that. bummer, man. Yeah, that that's a bummer <laughs> uh, on him, big part. And I I don't know, you know, there's we're all married. There's there's father-in-laws, and then there's 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 interaction with father-in-laws, and of course, can you imagine being Superman? And your father-in-law not really getting uh, along with you, and 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 having that kind of disconnect, uh, not really approving. And there's always in iterations between Clark Kent or between Superman and Sam Lane of d- whether there's distrust, whether there's actual trust back and forth, but whether or not you know he sees the good in him. And I know this Sam Lane sees the good. In Clark Kent, he would have never stood by and let Lois marry him if he didn't believe that. But he also doesn't approve of so much of what they have to do. You know, there's that there was that trailer at the end of uh, the Legacy of Hope thing last week, which yeah. we didn't really even get to talk about because there was so much to talk about in the pilot and <laughs> and how great they how great a job they did in putting that together for a pilot episode of a TV show. Um, but you know, there was there's a clip in that in the in the coming weeks trailer where uh, Lois, uh, oh gosh, I, I should have gone back and watched it now. But Sam Sam says something about uh, him putting other things before being Superman, and Lois is like, "That's called being a father." You know, that's called being a dad. Um, you know, wonder if it goes so much further than that. Something you might not know about, or you know, some retaliation there but it's sure. it's going to come to a head more and it's probably going to come to a head more after the closing mm. of tonight's episode too because mm. goodness um we do we do get a get a, get a glimpse of is it another earth is it another timeline is it another we don't know uh really yet i mean all all we know is captain <laughs> captain luther alex luther uh refers to it as uh on you know my world um, he also refers to him as Kal-El a lot. He does. Uh, and, and doesn't really like it when he's called Superman. Yeah. Yeah. No, I clocked that too. He, he, he exclusively calls him Kal-El and given what we see at the end of the episode, maybe that's, maybe that's an explanation for that. Okay. So he's wearing the black suit. Yeah. <laughs> we saw, uh, Elseworlds. Crisis? Elseworlds. 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 Yeah. So do you think that was like, well, we got that in the closet. Let's just put that on Tyler. That'd be good for this. Yes. Or is there anything more to that? Like, is this, is this saying that this is not Superman? This is somebody assuming Superman's identity. I don't know, because with the Both? whole Alex Luther Both. thing, you kind of wonder if there there's an element of Ultraman there. I mean, we've seen evil Superman before. We know how that plays yeah. out. Um, I was kind of hoping we weren't going to go that direction so so quickly but we did but whatever that's fine um that that gentleman on that earth does not um definitely plays by his own rules as we saw when he uh had an ocular discharge of hate towards an entire (laughs) platoon including that earth or that timeline's sam lane who who perishes spoiler alert um Mm -hmm. but it would appear he and uh Alex Luther, Captain Luther were uh in the same barracks. I mean they were they were together. They were soldiers together and knew each other. Yeah. Uh and obviously that carries over here because when Luther goes to 
the DOD to confront uh, Superman that because um, he knows he's going to be there. Obviously, that uh, he has kind of that tête-à-tête with uh, with Sam and tells him, you know, that that he's going to destroy your world just like he did mine. And that that now, that that plants a seed inside Sam that we see because obviously that that's kind of yeah. starting to unravel for him. Where do you think Sam goes from here with this new knowledge he has? Okay, so I guess what I and Robin, you asked me, you asked me at the end of the episode what he said. He what what Sam says to to Luther. He says to to Helen back, General. Right, I I caught that, but like, are are those dog tags of some sort or Frank? Would you like to answer that question? Go ahead. I would like that very much, Lois. But um, the thing is, I feel like I may need to save that for spoilers. Okay. 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 Because I, they they teased some. The, the dog tags are a tease, and and to Helen back as a tease for uh, something that may have may have origins somewhere else in the Superman universe. So I'm going to save it just in case. To, I don't know that it's a spoiler, but in case it turns out to be one, I'm going to save it till till after uh, uh, to, to the end of the show for for spoiler talk. Meet us at the end of the episode when we discuss episode 103. So uh, yeah, so we we've definitely got some some turn here that we didn't have in the pilot. Now with Sam with this information with Lois quitting the journal with Jordan now thinking he's back to human. Which I mean, a few days ago he was shooting out heat vision, so that's obviously a big deal. Uh, Jonathan's football training, which is becoming increasingly difficult due to Jordan's actions. I mean, Jonathan had it made in Metropolis. I mean, he was going to be starting QB, uh, varsity, first day freshman year. That was huge. He gave all that up for his brother, basically. For his family, I'd say. I mean, they definitely, there was a disconnect there that they were all feeling, and this is about them being closer, which is just so odd for a Superman story, but also kind of refreshing. You know, I saw a lot of hot takes last week where they were talking about how Jordan thought Superman was boring, and and that kind of became the narrative of, well, that they, they played into that, or they steered into this kid. I'm sorry, I have never subscribed to that line of thinking. Superman is not boring. Uh, your writing is boring if you think Superman is boring. You're, <laughs> you're not telling the right stories if you think Superman is boring, because Superman is not a boring character. I think I think they were commenting on that criticism. I don't think they have that criticism, or else they wouldn't be making a. Superman no, I don't show. think they have that criticism. But I think it's also there. I think that they. I think shots were taken. Shots were fired at at, at, at other th- things too. Uh, let's okay. say, like I, I really think that it was a. There is there is quote unquote the Superman problem of you know how do you take this character that is all powerful and you know only has kryptonite against him and 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 make him human uh make him approachable make him give and uh, connect to an audience that that would tune in um weekly you know with smallville we we found that in a in a young clark kent that was going through these trials and tribulations that uh we were experiencing the first time with him he was you know going through those uh, adolescent phases and, and growing up to be, become the man that we knew he would be. So that takes some of the kind of the pressure off of that all powerful uh, persona. How do you do that here in a world where um, the Superman is as old as Robin? And so that's kind of, uh, it's, it's a fact. 
It's a fact. You want to share? I'm sorry, you want to share your math? With our, our our listeners. Um, number one. Uh, well, no, there's not even a list. Okay, so so if Clark, Pete, and Lana went to a Soul Asylum concert in their peak period, that would be right around the time when I was in uh, a senior in high school, and I I just figured that out like today. What? Oh my God. He's as old as me, and uh, he looks better. Now uh, go back. Now go back to and listen to our second or third episode and see if that math lines up with what uh, what oh you were God. plotting out. Nope. What a year ago? However long we still we did that episode, it's been a while. <laughs> At some point, time is quarantine. meaningless. Time is meaningless. Um, what did y'all think about the uh, the barbecue scene at the Cushing House? Of course, she was there for a full rack of ribs. Uh, Kyle dancing in front of the grill. Uh, I, I've been looking for moments to like Kyle, and that was definitely one of them. That was the, that was the only one so far. <laughs> well, I do like this ongoing. Uh, you know, he does get a little bit uh, aggro with with Laura, Lois, but I like that there's a constant debate going on. You know, and it I feel like Kyle is starting to listen a little bit more than he did in the first episode. He's not he's not there yet, obviously. But I, how long is it going to? How long is it going to take Lois Lane to punch this man in the face? Because <laughs> every time they talk, I feel like it's coming. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I felt that that conversation in front of the grill. It was, uh, you know, he might be thinking about how hypocritical he's sounding. Like, you know, you don't just go, well, he's bringing jobs, so we'll just ignore everything else. I mean, if you're a rational person with the, with, with a brain, you might think, okay, maybe maybe. Yeah, I shouldn't just concentrate on on that. Like, what's the cost? Especially when you have story upon story uh, of all the things that th- this Morgan Edge has done, and what and and for some reason he's so popular, people keep going along with it. Um, it's very weird. It doesn't sound realistic at all. But um, yeah, so uh, I, I'm I'm glad uh, uh, Kyle. I, I'm thinking Kyle is going to be. Uh, woke by uh, the end of the season at least <laughs> I- i'm ready for woke kyle <laughs> I- i'm with you i feel like kyle is the kind of guy that uh is like your your neighbor down the street who like you guys have you know you have a you have a good back and forth with him like you you don't see eye to eye on things sure but like yeah you have this right. sort of weird mutual respect with, with with each other and uh and gradually maybe you come to to understand each other's point of view a little bit more I feel like he's that guy and, and there is already a little bit of a little bit of growth from one episode to the next. And it's, yeah, I can see by the end of the episode that he comes around. Yeah. I mean, she said she confronts him with this thing about new Carthage and the uh, article she's writing. And then when she comes to the barbecue, he's looked into it. He, she, she's pointed him in the right direction and he actually took the initiative to look it up. So, uh, <laughs> And then he started making up excuses in his own head of why it makes sense that Morgan Edge crushed this other town and, and he won't crush this one. <laughs> Boy, they knew what they were doing with this character, didn't they? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I don't want to go I don't want to go out on a limb too much. But yeah, no, I I really feel like they uh that that's you know, when we first started hearing sides on that character description, uh when, when auditions were going out, I mean it was it was 
Well, for one thing, I remember that the Lang fam, the Cushing family, was a little bit more ethnically diverse than mm-hmm. than what it ended up being. But also, um, he he was painted a little bit more of a, a domestic abuser, uh, too. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I don't know if that's something we just haven't gotten to yet. I I, I hope not. I, I, I hope not. Something it, I really want we'll to lose that character. That's if, not if. something I really want to see on on television. Um, it's yeah. hard to have a redemption arc from that. But it's already dark enough that in the in the pilot, Sarah pretty much admitted that she tried to kill herself. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So if they're gonna go dark, I mean, if that uh, maybe that was their only instance, and they thought mm, maybe not that maybe not that dark. But I don't know. They set up Smallville as this you know rundown place with meth houses that explode, and they might they might. Kyle might get drunk enough and like end up backhanding Lana one time, and and then you know. He'll have to have a redemption arc, uh, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking for. You know, there will eventually be a Kyle and Clark team up episode where they have to go do something together, uh, or yeah. they're or they're stranded somewhere together, and Clark can't reveal he's Superman, and you know that <laughs> that that whole that old that old chestnut. And there's blue kryptonite around, so yeah. you can't even he doesn't even have powers right now. Yeah, so they'll they'll be something that that will end up coming to that. I I I, I have high hopes for the character. Um, they definitely knew what they were doing here at the get-go with him, I believe. And obviously, his role in Smallville is kind of a big wig on the city council, uh, friendly with the mayor, friendly with Edge himself, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and and pitted against Lois. Um, one thing I'm I'm very glad of is we're two episodes in, and there has been no sign whatsoever of any kind of love triangle or. Uh, any drama that we just don't need in a in, in this instance, we we don't need anything. Things are kind of tense enough in the Kent household. Okay, was I wrong? But I think there was a tiny hint of a love triangle, not between the adults, but between the kids. Right? Didn't Jordan like shoot Jonathan like a little like look when he was like talking about the playbook and Sarah helping him? Uh, wasn't there something in there? I, maybe I was looking. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, we, I wondered that too when those sides originally came out with those three characters. If that was going to kind of be the crux of of it, and that would be, you know, her having to between decide between the two. But and I'm, I'm sure long distance relationship aside being very difficult. They've they've gone out of their way kind of to to make make us remember that Liza still exists back in Metropolis and that that Eliza. Eliza, Eliza, excuse me, that Eliza exists back in Metropolis, and Jonathan has a girlfriend, and I think, and I think Jonathan knows that that Jordan and that there's something there between the two. Obviously, he knows that he kissed her, and he's now having to pay for that between Sean and Jimmy, uh, kind of screwing him over on the football team. Don um, Draper, <laughs> but that'll that'll come around. I think that's and, and Jonathan's going to prove himself. Obviously, they kind of ganged up on him in this episode, but I think that's only going to get better you know there there was uh some shots in that trailer of clark in a in a coaching jacket in a smallville crows jacket uh, uh, on the sidelines catch that so obviously i think he's going to be there to help out too i was there was also a shot uh maybe we, should we save this for spoilers i don't know where clark's at the school and he sees uh sean gang up on jordan which oh. imagine being superman and having to watch a bully corner your child 
uh, Sean is going to end up being launched through a wall <laughs> through a cornfield while Clark screams in his face. You think you can threaten my son? Don't you hurt my son? I mean that the 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 just the sheer restraint it would take not to go over there and snap his neck like a twig uh, alone. You know, Superman doesn't do that. Come on. Well, I uh, I just I I didn't mean anything by that. All I meant was you know just defending your kid, um, and knowing that Jordan hasn't been great at picking at fighting his own battles. Or defending himself previously, you know the same way that Clark, when he was a teenager, had to learn like you know not not to not to beat up high school bullies who were picking on him or his friends or whatever. Now he's got to exercise that same restraint, except it's his own his own flesh and blood who's who's the one getting picked on this time. Yes, absolutely. Um, forty three fifty. Where do we want to go from here? I think we talked about oh, okay. most of the plot lines. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I want to talk more about, uh, the huge fight. Yeah. Let, let's talk. Let's talk. That. I've got a little bit of trivia. For okay. That. Let's go into talking about low, what Lois leaving the, the planet means and then end on Luther. And then from there we can do emails and stuff. <laughs> the daily planet. Okay. I was like, wait, when did Lois go into space? <laughs> so when I, th- I think when I think about the episode and what the biggest takeaway is, obviously you have Jordan at the fortress, kind of getting disappointed with what he thought was his kind of redeeming uh, redemption arc, you know, that he, that yes, he's been different, but now we know why he's different. And it turns out it had nothing to do with that all along. Or so we think holograms, mm-hmm. um, you know, Clark's still trying to keep everything together. Jonathan's struggling at school, Smallville high vocational school or whatever that thing is that, Sorry, it looked very different than the Smallville High I'm used to. It was I. I, I was I, like, I'm, "Where's the red? Where's the orange?" I'm trying. I'm trying not to be that person. I'm trying to to, but you know, you show me Smallville High School, and I'm like, mm, "That's not. That's, that's not <laughs> I've what seen that. two versions. Well, see, that's that's there's four gospels. That's and, yes, uh, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. Gospels. Darn it. In in Luke, the colors are are, uh, are red and gold, but in Matthew, is that blasphemy? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, I. I I just thought it was Smallville Computer College. Um, so, but <laughs> I think the biggest, there was that big moment, obviously, in the opening of the first one, which it just, there's so many big, the, the thing about that pilot is that first, like, 15 minutes is doomed planet, kindly couple, you know, metropolis. We want those, we bang, bang, bang. We hit those, those notes one after another and kind of get them out of the way. You've seen all this before. Now this is a new story. Uh, Mm -hmm. Clark losing his job at the planet is, it was a big deal. Uh, And then quickly thereafter, Martha dying. Uh, Lois leaving the planet though is huge. Um, She's the most famous journalist in the world. Uh, You know, there's that line, there's one fantastic line in the episode where, she's getting frustrated with Clark, you know, trying to, he's telling her not to snoop around, which is like telling a mice not to eat cheese. And, you know, she says, you do your Superman stuff. I do my Lois Lane stuff. But she also (laughs) says, um, you know, I think, you know, we found, we, we know your reason for wanting to come back here. I'm starting to think this is mine to uncover what edge is up to. Cause it just doesn't, it stinks. You know, there, there's something more to it. And, you know, we, we saw that in the city council meeting. Um, now people who wanted to see all the good things and not question what they were being handed are going to look past that. But Lois knows better. Um, and we 
saw that in New Carthage. We saw it in Granville. We got a Granville reference. Yes, a other, I, I loved that. Yeah, a couple other mentions as well. What is, but we, at least at her heart, she's still going to be telling those stories because she is going to be at the Gazette alongside Chrissy. But what to you, I don't know. It was a bigger deal to me. To me, Lois leaving the planet is on par with Clark leaving behind Superman. Clark leaving the <laughs> Clark not being the planet anymore. It, it's weird and it's different and it's going to take some getting used to. But to watch him be a farmer and a dad, you know, solely pretty much. But to watch Lois resign, to I mean that that place is the Daily Planet because of Lois Lane. Uh, you know, in, in in my opinion, that that's why that that's why that place still exists in 2021, uh, in the age of of newspapers dwindling and failing and and laying off people left and right, as we saw, you know, the week before, um, mm-hmm. with the constant barrage of layoffs. To see her walk out was monumental to me. Huge, huge. <laughs> Yeah, it was emotional too. Just seeing those doors close as she's looking out on her office one more time, you know, their newsroom uh, one more time. It, it was, yeah, it was emotional. Um, he, you know, as she's leaving, you know, she had that whole confrontation with Edge. But who's this assistant that he has? He, she she gets up at her grill. She's like, he's gonna crush you. Let him <laughs> like, try. Let him try. Yeah, oh. I know. But it's like, okay, so who's this girl? Is this uh? Is this Tess or is, <laughs> is this her Tess? <laughs> um, it was. It was. This was a, a great. I, I love that. I love that as much as the pilot focused. You know, a little bit more was a little more weighted towards Clark and Jordan, and this episode was weighted a little bit more towards Lois and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I love that, and I would love to see that continue to sort of teeter totter back and forth over the course of the series where we're, where different people get the a plots and the B plots. Uh, but it's a, it's a really nice, it's a really nice balance so far. Well, while Morgan edge is Lois's twist story, the things she's following up her mystery, um, captain Luther is, is Clark's and that's obviously weighing very heavily on him. You know, there's that moment where Lois, like you got a whole lot swimming around in that head of yours up there. Um, cause Luther knew a lot. And obviously Clark does not know who he is yet. He has not heard that name yet. And we're still kind of in a weird disconnect with how that fits in here because there's still a Lex Luthor theoretically out there. Um, Mm -hmm. I maintain, and I don't know if I've ever said this on the show or not, but because Supergirl ended early due to COVID and they didn't get to play out all the storylines they thought, I still thought they were going to kill off Cryer. And then that kind of laid the groundwork for this series, and that didn't end up happening. Now, we have distanced ourselves as much as you can humanly distance yourself from the Arrowverse with this show. You know, somebody asked me the other night, they were like, I thought it was weird that Kara wasn't at Martha's funeral. And I was like, you know, to me, I didn't even question that. Like, it didn't even pop in my head. Yeah. I don't, you know, there's also, if you, if you start pulling at that thread, you're like, well, have the boys figured out that, you know, Aunt... Kara, she'd be a cousin, but I'm sure they would call her aunt. That seems like a kind of thing that they would do on this show. That she's, she's my cousin. She's my aunt. She's my cousin. Okay. That, she, that she's Supergirl. You know, they didn't. They don't really go that route either. So I just kind of is there more at play here? Or are we in the same universe we've been in? Surely we are. But you know, there's there's a lot that has they've 
done a lot without saying a lot, or they've said a lot without doing a lot. I don't know which way you want to go with that, but they've 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 they forged their own path without having to piggyback on anything that has come uh, as a result anyway. And the Lex thing, I think, it kind of factors into that because, as far as we know right now, there's still a, that Lex Luthor out there in National City or Metropolis, what have you. That that John Cryer right. Lex Luthor. Uh, from the Supergirl universe, from the Arrowverse, from Crisis that we've met before, that you know that we're supposed to believe that he and Superman were once friends, even though they've never shared any kind of dialogue on screen together whatsoever before. Um, <laughs> that that he's still out there. So, what I mean, uh, brilliant philanthropist. Yes, uh, like yes. Luther. Uh, is he? Wait, were you saying he's like an enemy or something? No, not at all. I, oh gosh, Robin got caught up in it too, Frank. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> he's been Christ crises. He did it his Cri- way. Christ, Christ, oh God! So, what do you think Clark's reaction is going to be when he hear, when he finds out the identity of that individual, Mad. of the stranger? Mad, confused. Yeah, yeah. definitely some confusion. <laughs> I I think uh, yeah he's he's going to be confused, but. It's going to be interesting whether they're going to touch on like the crisis stuff at all, right? Like, it, will will they sort of will they say like, oh, he's from another Earth or yeah. something like that, or will there be another kind of uh, could there be another kind of explanation besides that? That yeah. the they haven't they've made an effort not to not to touch on anything crisis so far. So I wonder if they'll try to keep that just sort of out of the out of the picture. Well, and I don't think the U.S. Army has ships like that lying around. So there's more to this Luther than, than meets the eye. Where he got that suit, where he got that ship, why he needs so much kryptonite. Uh, I thought it was interesting that the AI in the ship said that the ship was almost useless at this point, but it's still flying around and was able to blow up. So where is he operating out of now if he has no ship? Like, where was he? What, yeah. you know, and then the suit gets theoretically destroyed too because he sends it in kind of... Kind of a drone uh, type situation there at the end with the DOD. So is he a man without a country now? Has Luther got no tech behind him moving forward? Uh, we're in the dark as 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 Clark is, right? And and what what kind of a threat does he pose without that tech? Yeah, I I gotta definitely compliment uh, the show though on you know here we are in week two. Uh, we're following the pilot. Yeah, we still get this great action uh, in the sky, in space, down in the ground, smash through trees. Uh, you know, I wasn't expecting so much action, but uh, uh, definitely. Uh, and, and just like, okay, now it's episode two, and there is a bomb headed towards uh, uh, Metropolitan City. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, I, I looked up a little bit of uh, trivia because I was like, okay, they're in Mongolia. So what, what is this ship heading to Metropolis? Is that that's Metropolis, right? And I'm like, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. So I looked up and discovered. Um, I was like, well, what's the uh, biggest metrop- uh, metropolitan city uh, in or near Mongolia? And that would be the uh, the capital of uh, Mongolia. And part of my pronunciation is Ulaanbaatar. Mm. And they have a population of a million plus. Why I mention this is I looked it up to Wikipedia and the city's name literally translates to red hero. (laughs) Whoa. So I don't know if that was just an Easter egg I put in there myself. Interesting. (laughs) I'll take it. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty cool. 
God, the, the ship and the bomb and everything looked good. I mean, I have to keep yeah. reminding myself this is not a dig at the CW, but this is the CW. Like, I, I you know, I'm <laughs> we're we're used to you know getting kind of disappointed when it comes to some things on here, and they have really taken a cinematic scope to this show. Um, I, I loved going back and watching the pilot again once it landed on uh, iTunes on Apple TV and, and getting to watch it in full. Uh, uh, HD yes. and it's just it's just a really pretty re- the the cinematography alone they've 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 done a great job at, at at not only I mean you you get that feeling when you when when they were in Mongolia or Moldova and 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 other places and then when they end up back in Smallville and it's just those huge sweeping shots I mean and you can't Smallville had those too and Smallville did those fantastic but the first half of Superman the movie is nothing but those shots. You yeah. have to. They're literally paying homage to what what came before because that the Donnerverse did Smallville fantastically, and when I say mm-hmm. Smallville, I mean the the landscape they're in, not not the series, which was also fantastic. But I mean, just they really they really show it off well. In this show, there's a lot of golden hour <laughs> being yeah. shot. That's right. <laughs> it seems yeah. like Smallville, you know, they're getting up in the morning and they're heading off to do different things. This golden hour. Um, and we, yeah. you know, we had that on Smallville too. When you were in, you know, Metropolis looked very different than than Smallville. Yeah. But then I think too, like the Daily Planet was always was always such a. To me, the set of the Daily Planet on Smallville was a character in and of itself. I mean, you mm. felt that kind of warmth whenever they were on that set. And this Daily Planet, which I know is an actual newsroom in Vancouver, uh, that they that they utilized it. It's so bleak and it's so gray. And you know that they—that's definitely that disconnect there where they—they they show that. I, I wanted to point something out that I forgot to mention last week, or I don't even know if I noticed it until watching again on Apple TV. That when Clark and Lois meet, this will kind of play into your timeline stuff, Robin. When Clark and Lois meet <laughs> at the planet, um, all the computers in the bullpen are old. Big box tube monitors. Okay, um, so this is like right around Blink-182, Green Day. This Y2K that era. stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I thought it was interesting that they that they made... Because when you go back uh, a few scenes later, everything's updated. It's all you know, thin, flat screens and everything. So they actually put in the effort on that, which I appreciated. Yeah. To show, you know, to show that time has passed, as John Mulaney would say. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Frank, do we have emails? This yeah, uh, thanks to everybody who uh, who sends us emails, uh, whether that's uh, through the uh, the website, the form on the website, or, or however you, you contact us. Um, I, I want to start us off with a note from Rachel. Rachel, hey, has, Rachel. Rachel has a wild theory about the stranger, a.k.a. Captain Luther. Uh, so basically, she thinks that instead of him being from another Earth, he's from an erased timeline in the future. So she's thinking in the animated series, Legion of Superheroes is a character named Alexis Luther, presumably a a distant descendant of of Lex. Um, And in that series, uh, Alexis and Superman became friends and uh, she turns against him and, and, and uh, fights him and eventually, uh, eventually gets sent to prison. Um, In the Arrowverse, we know that Superman was probably in the Legion for a time because we saw a Legion ring in the fortress. Uh, and right. um, 
So it's not inconceivable that Clark did meet this stranger before, uh, but much younger. Now, she's, of course, writing this before before having seen episode two. So maybe Black Suit changes some things. But well, and, really and also her also Luther knowing Sam, a different exactly. Sam Lane. So there, there's, there, there are some things we know now that we didn't know when Rachel wrote this. But still, um, I, I, I think that's an interesting some, there's there's an interesting um, interesting twist to that. Right. Like where. Where what if it's an erased future timeline um, rather than a different Earth? Yeah, it's, it's really funny because, you know, now that I, now that I'm thinking back on that flash back forward sideways. Um, it's like watching Lost season four all over again. It was more more like uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles, right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> See some Terminator strutting out with Superman. <laughs> Yeah, well, thanks, thanks to Rachel for for your thoughts on that. Um, yeah. I, I also want to uh, give a, a shout out to Salim, uh, who wrote to us, uh, uh, said some very nice things about uh, Krypton. So thank you, thank you for uh, for thank you for being a listener. Um, the show, not the planet. Say, yeah, we made it. We made the show Krypton, <laughs> the podcast. Someone else made that. I thought he was from. He, he I thought he was. Compl- yeah, I thought they were, that we were being yeah. complimented on the planet itself. Thank you. We had a lot of work to do on that. It was a lot. Of, it was, you know, it was, it was a team effort, though. Really, you know, everyone brought their best. Yeah, it really so, blew up, uh, though. Yeah, <laughs> it blew up in our faces. Uh, I blame blame Jacksonville for that one. Uh, <laughs> Don't go back. Salim Sil- brings up this. Uh, speaking of Krypton, brings up this very interesting point that uh, when we saw the back of Lex's head at the end of the pilot. Uh, uh, they say, uh, "Am I the only one who thought it was Colin Salmon's Zod?" Uh, which is a really I, that didn't even oh, dawn on me. Oh, that would have been fun, huge, right? What a fun like uh, you alternate, guys, your, alternate storyline that could have been, right? Your minds would have melted. You'd have been like, uh, "Obviously, it was fate that we started this podcast yeah. as a continuation of Shoe Krypton." <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. And, and I want to I want to close this off with a note from a uh, friend of the show, Tim. Uh, and uh, Tim, Tim, Tim has a lot of a, a lot of thoughts and a lot of great thoughts. Wait, and I want to address some. Hmm. Tim, Tim wrote a long email. Uh, that... You know, from that has been known to happen from time to time. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so so Tim, Tim says uh, uh, that he was uh looking forward it wasn't particularly looking forward to the show uh but was willing to give it a chance and some things made him uncertain uh but uh he watched the pilot and and he was pleasantly surprised uh he loved the suit you know he loved the fleischer suit say jim that was a bad outfit yes it was um and <laughs> and looked uh, so good what i had to get going back to oh, watching it in hd but good grief it looked great my yeah. lord yeah. Oh, what a thing of beauty. I still can't believe we finally got that after all these years. Um, I, he, he really, I don't know how we didn't talk about this uh, a lot last week, but Tyler and Bitsy really did nail their, their, their chemistry. Like they, they did. And we, we, we referenced it a bit, but like the two of them are locked in, um, so and, much and, more yeah. than previous appearances. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They've both been able to find their groove, you know, their respective groove and, and their, you know, their uh, joint groove. May I, may I interrupt you? I just have to mention two Clark and Lois moments, <laughs> two, two that work so great in the second episode. Number one, when Clark comes back uh, with Jordan, we talked about how Jordan runs the John in, but 
just Clark going up the lowest slowing. Yes. Oh my God. You know? Yes. It, and then, and then of course on the porch, right before she takes a sip of wine, she, she goes up, up and away. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Some great lowest moments this week. Yeah. Great, great lowest moments. Yeah. And, and great Clark and lowest moments together. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I love, uh, so here's, he goes, maybe I'm just the heartless bastard. Rami can attest to this. Uh, <laughs> as I empathize the most with a child murderer in the last CW show I watched. Oh, uh, yes, I yes. didn't. Re- yes. Uh, I, but he says he feels bad that he didn't really feel anything with Martha's death. Um, and um, I don't know if I, was saying I felt nothing, but I, I know what he's saying because it was a very quick. In fact, I, I watched the pilot. Uh, with my wife, who's not normally a fan of superhero shows, but she watched it along with me, and we we both sort of laughed, chuckled because, um, you know, it is sort of like a hi Martha. Martha's dead. We report to we we regret to inform you that Martha is no longer with us. Um, and they're they're they move it along at a nice pace, and I felt like they did they struck the right a nice balance between giving us quick exposition and 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 getting us attached to her before they took us away from her, but um. But I, but I, I get where he's coming from. Where it wasn't, you know, she wasn't around long enough to really form attachments, and I, so I, I, I get that. I, I wholeheartedly disagree. Um, I mean, even, even if we're not even sold on Martha, we don't have a connection with Martha. When Tyler walks into that room, I was, you know, I was done. <laughs> well, was so, even, was even so right sad. before that, when he walks in the door and the, yeah. the, her bedroom door to the left, right by the staircase, is cracked open and he's frozen before ever even walking in there. And then when he goes in and takes her hand, yeah, it was so- he, he played Tyler played that so well. They made, they made those moments count. Mm-hmm. You know, they really made those moments count. And, mm-hmm. and, um, they, they did a really beautiful job with that, with, with relatively little time and moving it along, keeping it in motion, but, but making those moments count. Nonetheless, I do love, uh, that, uh, the way that Tim talks, he, he brings up Kyle Cushing and, you know, they, they, they couldn't have Lana Mary to Pete, uh, all the comics, but, um, but they, <laughs> they came up with this other guy. Um, and, and finally, uh, this is a fun point. It was, it was, he mentions weird being, uh, having, not having, uh, Kara at the funeral, but it was also would have been nice if Jimmy had a cameo for the flashback of Clark's first day at the planet. And I, I agree. That would have been a fun, a fun little, tip of the hat but then i guess it's which which jimmy slash james are we gonna yeah is mccod gonna show up or i don't i don't yeah. think he will how, how much has changed uh, with crisis right, right and how much is coming because is the result of what is the is 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 whatever's happening with luther the result of crisis i mean one would assume but we've also done so well at not playing into that and playing into so much of the larger universe as it were that it's hard to know what's coming as a result. So yeah. we will be yeah. here with you to uh, go over those in the coming weeks because next week is episode three. So there's even more to talk about then. In the meantime, you can find us online, supermantvtalk.com. We're Superman and Lois TV Talk on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, Spotify, all those places. If you are subscribing, we'd love for you to do it through your podcatcher of choice. Uh, but we'd really appreciate it if you head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. That's huge. Helps us out tremendously. You can email us your thoughts, supermantvtalk at gmail.com, or uh, tweet us. Uh, we've 
Robin's been doing a fantastic job. Frank too, uh, but Robin I think has has been doing a lot of the heavy hitting over on social media. So uh, Superman TV talk on the Twitter as well. Yes. Okay. Good deal. So uh, we're gonna close out. Come back after the music. We'll be discussing episode one hundred and three. The perks of not being a wallflower is the name of that episode. <laughs> and uh, in the meantime, up up and away. I'm always a rent. What do we do? I'm always up, up, up and away. I'm always Superman. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I like pink very much, Frank. And now, a sneak peek at what's to come on Superman and Lois. After my father died, I felt pretty lost. I had a lot of questions about who I was, why I could do the things I could do. So I came here, found my answers. You brought your son to me. Why? Each power comes with its own burden. It's not just what you do, it's also what you don't do. What's the point of having something special if you're not allowed to be special? When your dad gets distracted, lives are at stake. I know you can hear the bomb in my ship. Who the hell is Superman? Me or them? Make a choice. Everything you do is a mistake. I don't know who my kids are anymore. If you don't like the way something is, change it. I don't like his priorities changing. It's called being a father. I'm not throwing away time with my family. If anything goes wrong, I will be there. Superman and Lois. New episodes stream free Wednesdays, only on the CW app. Well, welcome back for spoilers. We are discussing the third episode of Superman Lois, which airs Tuesday, March 9th. That's next week. The title of the episode is The Perks of Not Being a Wallflower. The I perks. thought it was the, the fault in our Krypton. The... No? It's good. It's good. Thank you. I can't think of any other YA novels right now where I would try to <laughs> I would try to do the same, but I I can't. Um <laughs> Clark shares some of his Kryptonian history with Jordan and Jonathan during a family breakfast. Well, that's good to know. Glad Jonathan's getting on a little bit. And meanwhile, Lois and Chrissy dig deeper to uncover the truth about Morgan Edge. And that's it. Um, I'm going to need these to be longer. I'm going to need some more details. I'm going to need some specifics. I'm going to need you to tease some things. I'm going to need you to start, uh, yeah, because these are, I think, as Robin said last week, this might as well, they could be... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Friday Night Lights episode descriptions or, or something yeah. else. We, we, I, I need more. I need more. So um, that being said, there's some official description uh, as well as uh, official photos. You can find those over at kryptonsite.com. Also want to give a shout out to our buddy Craig Byrne, who is under the weather right now and hope he is uh, back to his regular self faster than a speeding bullet and sure. uh, feeling better uh, sooner rather than later. So check out... All the news you can fit for Superman Lois at KryptonSite.com. Frank is Amen. bursting at the seams Whew. to talk about something. Oh boy. So we're gonna let him. Okay. Um, I got a couple. I got just just you know, it's not so much theories as it is some background on on some some things that, that they they showed us uh in this week's episode that I, I mentioned uh during the uh the, the our main segment that uh that those dog tags had had mm. something to him. Obviously, it's it looked like it sort of spelled out hell, 
Uh, but you you know you turn it upside down, it says seven seven three four. Right. Which so I, I was like seven seven three four. Why does that sound so familiar? And it's um it's because that was there was a thing called Project Seven Seven Three Four in the comics, uh back in, about ten years ago, ten plus years ago. It's like called it's been ten or twelve years ago, where um Project Seven Seven Three Four was a secret government operation headed up by Sam Lane. Um, and he was hunting down <laughs> aliens. We talked about this. Uh, I, I, I sort of made reference to this last week that oftentimes um, is, uh, there are inc- incarnations of Sam Lane, who is sort of an alien hunter type and who is mistrustful of Superman because he's Kal-El, because he's from another planet. We, and, uh, we saw that uh, while, in Supergirl a little bit. Where, we where saw that in Supergirl, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anti, yeah. Anti-alien. Absolutely. The Glenn Morshower uh, version of, uh, of Sam Lane. And... I, um, I, 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 so, so clearly there is, um, that's, that's one connection. So project seven, seven, three, four, the dog tags, he and captain Luther were clearly involved in something related to seven, seven, three, four, the dog tags say seven, seven, three, four. And, and, uh, what was it? He said something about to, to Helen back and that, that I'm guessing that's like their, you know, their hua. that's like their, their rallying cry for their, for their group, for their project. Um, I'll put a link to that in the show notes for anyone who's interested in reading more about that. The other thing, and and actually, uh, Tim brought this up in, in his email as well that I read, but um, you know there is an Alexander Luther character, uh, Alexander Luther Jr. I think, who is the nemesis of Ultraman, the evil Superman from another Earth, um, that uh, from like Earth Three. Right. So, um, and that's essentially what we saw. The black suit Superman was, was essentially the, the CW's incarnation of, of, of that, of Ultraman. So, um, I feel like there is, there's something going on there and there, I feel like they're sort of bringing together a seven, seven, three, four storyline from, from the early 2010s and this, the, the, the earth three, um, you know, alternate justice league, stuff that we saw some of in Elseworlds and, and, and it has existed in comics and stuff as well. So, um, yeah, that's why I got so excited when I saw the seven, seven, three, four and it, it, it tripped something for me and, and all this stuff sort of came together, um, in, in my brain, um, looking back on, on some comic stuff, some TV stuff, um, some animation stuff, just general Superman, uh, lore. They're, they're, they're pulling on some interesting threads, that mm. uh, that are that that could all all come together. Seven seven three four has connections to, um, uh, to to Luther to Superwoman to um. Is that like Metallo. the what was the there was a well I know that was the project name but then there's like a political name for it like the act like an act like the Defense Act or the. Human Preservation Act or something like that. Uh, that sounds familiar. I'm not I, remembering. I, ever since I, I had COVID, I'm just I'm just in a fog. But there's something to that. I think that seven seven three. No, I, that's. I don't think you're wrong. I, I don't think you're wrong at all. Actually, um, I I can't I can't remember what the name of it was either. But I but I don't think you're wrong. There was there was something to that I'm effect, look, and that's when the, the, the new Krypton story happened in the yeah, comics. Where yeah, all the Kryptonians went off world and lived on the moon. I think. Um, they were orbiting earth. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's where that stems from. It's Jeff Johns and Greg Rucka and James Robinson and, 
a whole bunch of great minds got together and, and wrote a, a couple years long storyline there. And uh, that was very much 7734 was very much oh. at the center of it. There's yeah, it kind of ties into the uh, Human Defense Corps, which was actually a, ah, okay. which was actually a, com- a comic itself. Uh, in the DC Comics universe, the Human Defense Corps is a branch of the military established by then President of the United States Lex Luthor to reduce government dependency on superhumans when a major alien crisis broke out. Act as backup to Earth superheroes and specifically counter any alien threat to Earth. So, I'm a significant uh contributor to the human fund so i am definitely looking money for people. money for people yeah yes seven years after uh the uh implication or the implementation of the human defense corps along comes project 7734 general sam lane lois lane's father who is assumed dead but obsessed by alien invasion the kryptonian threat has been working covertly on program for the U.S. government called 7734. He's taken external command of Squad K of the Human Defense Corps under Colonel Hazard as part of the project and moved the main base of Project 7734 to the home planet of another dimension. So, hello. If that, if that tells you anything right there. Um, this ties into, like, Reactron. Oh! The corpse has the core has a new motto and insignia in Latin. Ad infernus et retro. Ret, I had took four years of Latin in high school, but I, I'm 35 now and I can't read without my glasses or something very close to me. Ad infernus et retrosorum, loosely meaning to hell and back. Ah, there you go. So it wasn't figured out when they typed like seven seven three four on a calculator and then turned it upside down. They're like, oh, we got something. Here. Pro- Project eight zero zero eight, boys. We're we're going all in. <laughs> terrible. That's where That's it comes from. Human. I am constantly on that project. <laughs> the whereabouts of most of the original core team is currently unknown. Although Sergeant Kelly is currently spell casting with his team within Project 7734. I don't know. I don't remember that storyline. I do remember the new Krypton stuff, and I remember it tying into that, but I do not remember yep. a, a literal series called the Human Defense Corps. So that's interesting I to know. So I that kind of gives you some groundwork for, obviously it's not going to be a blueprint for what they're doing, but it is going to, it's going to be a, those are, those are tie-ins therein and give you an idea of what's coming. Um, what what's interesting though more than anything is because the implementation of we can't uh, really address what's happening here if we don't go back to maybe crisis a little bit and maybe that opens up to some eyes of people remembering the way things were before uh, on Boys. on not uh, yeah on non Earth Prime um, yeah because that is interesting. Uh, because that is interesting. I do remember at some point we are getting some Arrowverse characters on this show remember. We, 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 you know, we are getting yeah. uh, 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 Mr. Uh, somebody that found uh, a green glowing thing at the end of Arrow is supposed <laughs> to be coming in at some point. Remember? Yep. Green Martian? We, green Martian. Yeah, that's okay. him. Are we still? Like, I don't know. I don't are know. Last I, I heard that I was happening. I, uh, I mean, yeah, same, but that was a while ago. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, just a, a point of order. I just want to uh, self-correct. I said Earth 3, but it was Earth 2. It's JLA ah. Earth 2. The crime Syndicate of America. You're so fired. hold your emails, folks. You are fired. my mistake. Grant Morrison, JLA Earth Two, classic, classic piece of late '90s comics. Frank can be found at 2304 West Main Street, uh, where you can <laughs> drag him out of the street and beat him. 2319. All right. Uh, back next time. Do it again. 
Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Uh, until then, goodbye, everybody. We're always around. I'm always up, up, and away. <laughs>